Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the show. It is 9.30 a.m. here on the 23rd of January. Three-step plan for Ontario, Canada. Reopening starting January the 31st. Thank you for joining me this morning, ladies and gentlemen. I hope everybody out there is having a good weekend. Here it is. This is Sunday at 9.30 in the morning. Now, throughout the course of this crazy pandemic that we've all been experiencing, and especially here in Ontario, the largest province in all of Canada with approximately 17 million people. It's almost half the population here in Canada of 37 million people. Now, every province across Canada is, you know, basically experiencing um the wave of this Omicron variant. Some are saying that they're going to peak this month. Some, they say these, they haven't hit that peak yet. Here in Ontario, they're saying by the end of the month, that we'll be hitting, hitting the peak. Now, throughout this pandemic, when it all when the lockdowns and stay at home orders and everything, all that started, you know, basically, you know, almost two years ago, you know, we went through our reopening plans only to have to shut down again. And it's just, you know, it's like the same old song and dance. Now this time around, you know, with the with this variant spreading like wildfire here in Ontario and across Canada, you know, we have really no idea how many cases are really out there because we're not doing contact tracing. We're not doing PCR tests on the general public. Those tests are only held for people who work in the healthcare, nursing homes, retirement homes. The federal government, the Ontario government, and any provincial government, you know, want you to do that rapid test. Well, here in Ontario, you know, we can't get our hands on one. 
and really anywhere around the country, you know, because the federal government, you know, the federal government said they were going to send out 146 million rapid tests. But the majority of them went to hospitals, went to nursing homes, went to retirement homes, understandably. We want to make sure that we're keeping the most vulnerable safe as we possibly can. And by testing them, giving giving them the booster. Now, throughout this entire pandemic, you know, I never, you know, I'm not naive for one. And for the majority of this pandemic, I escaped, or at least I thought I did, this virus. Two weeks ago, I tested positive. Recovered quite nicely. Now, with the Ontario government, you know, in this province of Ontario, like I said, you know, roughly 17 million people that live in this province, we have no way of knowing how many cases are really out there. So what they're doing is using um, hospitalizations and ICUs to determine reopening or closing. Now, things really haven't changed very much here in Ontario with still roughly over 4,000 people in hospital, 600 people in in the ICU across this province. Now, the Ontario government on Thursday, this past Thursday, came out with an announcement of when we can start doing a reopening because, you know, prior to Thursday, he, he, he come on, on, on TV and he's like, he says, you know, I'm going to have good news for you and you're going to really like it, you know, kind of perk people up and get them thinking, Oh yeah, this is going to be really good. We're just going to, you know, uh, go back into, you know, full capacity in sporting arenas and gyms and movie theaters. And because right now, as it stands here in Ontario, Canada, is that five people indoors, 10 people outdoors, gyms, movie theaters, sporting events for people to be indoors in those in those settings is not allowed at the moment there's no dine dine in restaurants at the moment 
Now, we didn't close all non-essential businesses as we've done in the past. Malls were able to open up at 50% and the other, you know, storefront businesses, whatever your capacity is, it would be at 50%. And when it comes to the malls, the food court, well, of course, that would be indoor dining, so that wouldn't be allowed. But what they did allow for the restaurants and for the restaurants that could do this is have an open their outdoor patios. So they would cover their patios, but they have to have two sides open. They'd have their heaters, but still for those who who want to brave the cold, you know, you could go on, on, on a patio. Now, recently here, here in Ontario, you know, last Monday, we had a blizzard come through here. Some places, depending on where you lived here in Ontario, some places got, you know, a little over three feet of snow. Others two feet, two and a half feet, you know. So, and the temperatures have been in the minus and sometimes 20 below. Minus 20 out. So, patio dining, you know, just isn't an option right now even though the restaurants can open their patios. Now this three, this three step phase that we've done this before, you know, because we went into like sort of a, a modified stage two reopening. So like I said, we didn't, you know, close down all the non-essential businesses. They could still operate. Now, Our premier, you know, as he said from time to time, and he's always said this, you know, he says he's confident that the worst is behind us. And he says that we are in a position to cautiously and gradually ease public health measures. Now, prior to this, And just after Christmas, you know, or just, you know, before Christmas, you know, when it, when it comes to, you know, the sporting events, you know, the NHL hockey or whatever, we could have full capacity in our arenas. Indoor dining. So with all that shuttered, you know, so starting on the January the 31st, social gathering limits will increase to 10 people indoors and 25 people outdoors. Indoor dining, gyms, retailers, shopping malls, cinemas cinemas can open at 50% capacity. 
Now, this is a tricky one here. Um, I guess maybe people are going to kind of like figure like what the hell is going on with this one, you know. So the government will also allow spectators at sporting events, concert venues, and theaters at 50% seated capacity or 500 people, whichever is less. So it's only going to be 500 people. So if you've got a stadium, a hockey arena that holds 20,000 people like we do, you know, with the Toronto Maple Leafs, Vancouver, Edmonton, the Edmonton Oilers, Calgary Flames, all those like that. Well, except for out in Alberta. 500 people. You know, I was watching a, a, a late night hockey game last night. And it was the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers. And they were playing in Edmonton. Full capacity. In that arena. See, different provinces have different rules. Different provinces are handling this this uh, Omicron variant, this pandemic so far. Now they're starting to handle this very differently. Not as populated as here as on, in Ontario. It'll be Ontario being the largest populated province in Canada. Now, each of these steps of reopening will be separated by 21 days in order for the province to monitor public health trends. And he wants to do everything humanely possible to avoid having to go backwards. Well, he didn't do everything humanely possible to stop going backwards because we did go backwards. Now, February, so from, from um, the 31st of, of, of January, all the way to February 21st. This is where we remain, what I just said. And then on February 21st, if everything goes really well, Ontario will increase its social gathering limits to 25 people indoors and 100 people outdoors. And at this time, the province will also remove capacity limits in indoor public settings where proof of vaccination is required, including restaurants, indoor sports, and recreational facilities in cinemas. Now, we've used this, this um, the vaccination requirement For a little while now. Now, I was reading an article the other day that um, some top uh, doctors around Ontario uh, wants the Ontario government um, to upgrade that uh, upgraded to three doses for vaccine proof instead of two. 
and the Premier of Ontario said he's not interested in doing that at the moment. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who's gotten their three doses. Now, on February 21st, the province will also remove capacity limits in indoor public settings where proof, like I said, where the proof of vaccination is required. So anything of those sporting events, movie theaters, the gym, to dine in a restaurant, you have to have proof of vaccination. Now, the indoor capacity of 25% will be put in place for high-risk settings where proof of vaccination is required, including nightclubs, wedding receptions, and event spaces where there is dancing as well as any, like, the strip clubs. And, of course, those settings that, that choose to opt in so the proof of vaccination requirements will also um, be allowed to uh, lift the capacity limits. And the spectator capacity at sporting events, concert venues, and theaters will be at 50% capacity on February 21st. So if you have a stadium of 20,000 people, you have 10,000 people. And then on the March the 14th, so pretty much almost springtime. Ontario will lift all capacity limits on indoor public settings, but proof of vaccination will still be in effect. And the social gathering limits will increase to 50 people indoors at that time with no limits for outdoor gatherings, remaining capacity limits on religious services, rites, ceremonies, will also be lifted at that time. Now, with that said, you know, of course, throughout this pandemic, you know, the businesses, you know, and especially the hospitality sector has really, you know, taken a, a taken a hit. Those are the ones that are always first to be closed. Restaurants, basically you know, we're the only ones doing contact tracing. There was never any evidence that restaurants were a source of the spread. It was in manufacturing. It was in warehousing. Where, of course, you know, when you have 
a thousand employees, you know, was spreading like wildfire. Small businesses, other non-essential businesses, you know, they 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 also weren't the ones that were having outbreaks. But now, ladies and gentlemen, this Omicron variant is affecting every sector. And now in the trucking industry, the federal government has mandated that all truckers be vaccinated in order to return from the United States. In effect of yesterday, on the 22nd, the United States that all truck drivers be vaccinated to cross into the United States. And not just truckers, the general public as well. I'll have to show proof of vaccination. And just like Americans coming into Canada via the land borders also have to show proof of vaccination. or you would just be turned away at the border. And that goes for any U.S. truck drivers that are coming into Canada. If they're not vaccinated, they also will be turned away at the border. And on both sides of the border of Canada and the United States, officials were calling for the governments to you know, extend this so at least, you know, we can get, you know, everybody vaccinated on who wants to get vaccinated if they want to continue in their career in the trucking industry. How much of an impact is this going to have on the economies? That's to remain to be seen. It's early to tell what kind of an impact it's going to have because it's just, you know, really two weeks old of when people, like for the truckers, you know, who are vaccinated and and can freely cross. And that goes for any other, um, like for the general public as well, and other essential workers that work on either side of the border. You know, when the, when the government, the federal government announced this, you know, it's like, you know, putting it out there that, you know, um, on, on the early, early on stages of this mandate, you know, is going to cause disruptions at the borders. It's going to cause shortages. 
Now, what I saw yesterday, I'm not, and I'm not sure which which um, um, Costco it was, but their entire meat section was cleaned out, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, what the hell is wrong with people? You know, panic, panic shopping is so unnecessary, so unnecessary. It's actually just ridiculous. And it's not just the people. You know, it's the store as well. They're not putting limits on essentials. And people panic shopping, thinking that God, you know, like shit, you know, we're gonna we're gonna run out of food because you know we're gonna lose twelve thousand truckers. There're gonna be some shortages, but that will improve. But people who panic shop only think about themselves, which is absolutely ridiculous. You know, now some truckers across Canada, you know, they're going to take it upon themselves and, and, and they're going, you know, to have a big rally. They're going to drive to the capital here in Canada, to Ottawa, and protest against these vaccine mandates. Now, throughout, throughout this entire pandemic, truck drivers and essential workers could move freely across the borders between Canada and the United States without any mandates being placed upon them. Now, we may or may not be coming to the end of this pandemic. Who knows? I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you. Were these mandates necessary? I don't know. I really don't know. You know, the general public, I mean, you get vaccinated. If you don't want to get vaccinated, well, then that is a decision that you'll have to make. But what's driving the hospitalizations in the ICUs is the unvaccinated. It's not mandatory here in Canada and the government isn't making it mandatory that everybody gets vaccinated. We never, ever had that. Some people can call it, you know, being mandatory 
you know, for school age children in order to go to school. But it, but it, it, it really, it really isn't mandatory. But children have to have these series of vaccinations in order to go to school. So how is that not mandatory? I have no idea. It's not just the federal government, you know, man, making it mandatory for federal employees. Well, I'm not a federal employees, but federal employees also to be vaccinated. In any federal regulated sector to be fully vaccinated, that includes truckers. Because we are federally regulated. Now, how many truck drivers going to leave the industry? Well, who knows how many? We have no idea. They can speculate it. They can have a, a guess at it. You know, they're saying an average of 12,000, you know, <clears throat> will leave the industry or they'll just run Canada or, you know, they'll just get a day job. You know, because in the trucking industry, we've, you know, we've always had a shortage of drivers. But we've seen a lot of shortages, you know, in the automotive on parts, especially those electronic chips. And with the shutdowns throughout this course of this pandemic, you know, the auto industry is saying, well, we really don't need them right now. So other industries out there that use these chips said, well, we'll take them. And then when the automotive industry decided that they wanted them, there wasn't any of them. Maybe you've noticed when you're driving around your cities, that they don't have a lot of cars on their lots. Maybe you notice that, you know, the smaller dealerships have dried up and, and have left the, the, the business because they just can't get their hands on any vehicles. And maybe you have noticed going to the grocery store Maybe you have noticed shortages on your, on, on your shelves. But panic shopping isn't the answer. So here we are coming to the end of January. So we're going to have February, March, then going into April. How long this vaccine mandate is going to last? I don't know. It seems to me that, 
you know, when you look south, south to the border of the United States, it seems to me that you don't have any restrictions over there. Well, we certainly do here in Canada. And maybe that's why, you know, we're handling this pandemic much better than most countries. Because we have restrictions. And the majority of the Canadians are following those restrictions. The majority of us. But for those few out there, and there's always going to be the resistance, whether it's against the restrictions, vaccines, that's always been the norm. I think things would be, you know, a far, far worse than what they are. You know, if it wasn't for the vaccines and people can argue that, argue that all they want. And for myself, you know, being in the age group that I'm in of my late 50s and getting COVID-19, you know, the vaccine did its job. I didn't get really sick. I didn't end up in hospital. People end up in the hospital for many different reasons, whether they're vaccinated or not. And they come down with, with, with the, um, with the virus and they get really sick, but they also have other issues going on. People taken to the hospital for many different reasons than only testing positive at the hospital. Because every intake, they're doing the rapid tests. They're doing the PCR tests at the hospitals. You may go to the hospital and you test negative. And then a couple of days later, you test positive. You got to remember the incubation period. Anywhere from two to five days. And like for myself, 
You know, it was rough, roughly two to five days before I started feeling symptoms. Yes, there's been problems with the rapid, with the antigen rapid tests. Myself, when I did the antigen rapid test, I tested negative. But with two other people in the household testing positive, how could that be? It took a PCR test to show a positive. Now, I don't know why the Ontario government didn't start this reopening plan this weekend. It really had, to me, is really not going to make much, that much of a difference. One week isn't going to make that much of a difference, I don't think. Either the cases are going to continue to rise or they're going to peak and then come down. Well, I guess they didn't want everybody to go out all at once on the weekend to go dine in a restaurant. But you got to have proof of vaccination in order to do that anyhow. So starting next Monday, this is when the first phase of this three plan opening is going to start. And slowly move it into March, all the way up to March 14th. So we'll have to see what happens. You know, for recreation, uh, recreational indoor sports, hopefully, you know, it'll be, we'll be able to do that, but it's like sporting events, so that should be allowed. You know, concert venues, I mean, there were, there were concerts set for February and, you know, concert events is only going to be at 50% in, in these concert events sold out before Christmas because we didn't see this coming that, you know, the, the government would scale us back to a modified stage two. So that's going to put a damper on any concerts that were coming in February. You know, gyms being able to reopen, you know, again on the 31st at 50% capacity. But mind you, you know, when it comes to the gyms, when it comes to the restaurants, when it comes to the movie theaters and any, any indoor activities that people are doing, 
you have to have proof of vaccination. Except for, you know, when it comes to people, you know, you're like I say, when it, when it, you know, when I say people, uh, you know, 10 people indoors and 25 people outdoors, that's in your home, your private residence. Because as it stands right now, it's five people indoors, 10 people outdoors. And that's going to move up to 10 people indoors and 25 people outdoors. Providing that your backyard is big enough to have 25 people. So I'm not surprised that the government, the Ontario government went this way. You know, people were hoping that, you know, when he was going to make this announcement last Thursday, you know, they're hoping that, you know, They'd make it for this weekend. We, you know, whatever the case may be, go back to 50% capacity. You know. But it's going to be another week. And hopefully this time. And hopefully this will be the last time. The small business people out there who always seem to be affected by this, they're not going to be able to sustain it much longer. You know, small restaurant owners, I mean, they're not, they're not like a, they're not like a, a, a McDonald's or Burger King or here, here in Canada, Tim Hortons, you know, where they can sustain the family business, the family restaurant, you know, it's very difficult for them. We've had over, you know, over the past two years, we've had like 20,000 or more family restaurants closed permanently because they just couldn't do it anymore. This roller coaster ride of the ups and downs is really taking a toll, not just on these small sectors, on the hospitality, but taking its toll on the general public. The people who work at these places. Thinking it's great, I'm back to work now. This is awesome. And only to be laid off again. A lot of people left the, the hospitality. They just had enough. Going to find other other work in other sectors. You know, working 
and not to worry that they're going to be shut down. Now, the the uh, top doctor of, of Canada is saying that we need to revise um, this um, five-day um, isolation if you come down um, with the virus. Move it back up to 10 days. So I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it took pretty much 10 days before I was better and before I could return to work. You know, sometimes, you know, Canada plays follow the leader, you know, where the CDC in the United States says, oh yeah, we can, we can self-isolate for five days now. You know, the Canada, oh, that sounds like a good idea. We can do that too. <clears throat> I didn't have a lot of the symptoms that a lot of people had. But it was still 10 days. You know, just, you know, just having, you know, a, a, a sore throat and, and a cough and um, nasal congestion is minor symptoms. It was like 10 days before all that cleared up. Whether they're going to change that, I don't know. But they were saying you only have to self-isolate for five days. But then when it comes to the truckers, you know, they're not fully vaccinated. And they're coming back, Canadian truckers coming back into Canada. They've got to self-isolate for 14 days. But to say the isolation period is only five. And believe me, ladies and gentlemen, companies are not going to risk sending drivers into the U.S. and coming home if they're not vaccinated. That's not going to happen. And the same with the U.S. truckers that come into Canada. They're not going to send unvaccinated U.S. truckers to Canada and jeopardize them only to be turned back at the border. It's not going to happen. This is going to all play out when it comes to this industry. It's going to iron itself out. And when I and when I go out and and do the business that, that I do on my personal time, and you know. Um, especially at, at the Costco's, you know, where people, you know, they buy bulk anyways. Panic shopping is unnecessary.
that creates another problem. That, that problem is that others can't go in and get what they need because you've taken it all. As those you're thinking, oh, it's okay, you know, truck drivers will just come here and we'll fold back up again. But when you do that, when you clear the shelvings off of there, we can't restock them that fast. It's really appalling. You know, when you see somebody walk out, walk out of a, a Costco with a hundred pounds of meat in their cart. It's absolutely ridiculous. Costco has a responsibility. Grocery stores have a responsibility to put a limit on the items. So we'll see what happens, ladies and gentlemen, with this, you know, stage three reopening plan here in Ontario starting on the 31st and we'll just take it from there and who knows what's going to happen you know the the you know the kids you know back in school you know um in march they had their march break see last year they moved that march break to april and the reason why they did that because they didn't want people traveling. Whether that's going to happen this year, it's hard to say. But if things get, you know, much better as they're predicting it, that, that it's going to by, by um, the 14th of March or 15th of March or whatever like that, when the kids go on the, on their March break, you know, the, 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 the government of Canada has always had a travel advisory, you know, advising you really not to travel outside of the country because you know, know what you're going to run into. You end up being stranded because the country that you went to had put in restrictions. Who knows, who knows what's going to happen this year? So we'll see what happens when that time comes for the March break for the kids. And hopefully, you know, they can finish their school year without any more interruptions. You know, they just went back to school a week ago. They're out for an entire month when it's only like a, a two week break at Christmas time. And only to be out, out, out of class for an entire month. So hopefully the kids can stay in school and finish their school year without any more interruptions. 
I want to thank you for joining me this morning, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Truckers Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Enjoy the upcoming week. Be safe and behave and watch out for one another. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. Take care and thank you.